We're not fancy. What is up, guys? Wallow J here, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris. Chris, say hello to the peoples. Hello, peoples. Also joining us from wherever he's at. I didn't say it today. Miguelinho. What's up? Uh, Also from uh, Parts Unknown, Egghead Warrior. Egghead, say what's up. What's up? Joining us, the Elbow Genie, Jonathan Roberts. What is going on, brother? What's up, guys? There there he is. All right, cool. We finally got you. Hey, listen. I, I, I reached out to you because it seems like all these guys from season one keep getting some love. But I haven't seen the, the, you know, the Elbow Genie in any other podcast. I mean, we had Elijah, we had the Elkins Brothers, we had the Dream from season two, but we didn't have you. So I'm like, let's make him the first guest on PGF Insider on the BMAC channel. Well, guys, I'm super honored. Now, I agree. I've done one other podcast mentioning it uh but that's it yeah i never got invited in the other ones me and scaff were supposed to do something at one point but uh scheduling didn't work out but i'm happy to be here so you've been competing too brother I- i've seen that you uh you got your black belts in season one i did i got my black belt in december i was super thrilled about that i mean i i mean i i cried i mean i've been doing shit since 15 years old so i've been in it a little over 13 years so it's a little bit of a long journey for me to get this one training every day but yeah i got it in december i was a brown belt almost seven of those years so uh oh wow i was ecstatic about making that next leap and was excited to get into the black belt scene once i got it been competing a lot since i got it is, is it safe to say that you're the toughest sob at the mortgage company <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean i'm financing uh Kamatsu tractors now but yeah. <laughs> I'm in the market for, for a good tractor. Oh, that's right. Because Chris moved. That's right. He moved out to the sticks. You should get a John Deere oh, yeah. GF collab. Well, I finance tractors. a lot of tractors for sure. <laughs> well, there you go, Chris. You know who to reach out to. Right. There we go. Nope. It's kind of funny you're in finance. Uh, just because uh, I remember uh, watching him in PGF season one and then thinking, like, he, he looks very professional. What if he's like the accountant? <laughs> like, Turbo I got a professional my job. You know? Yeah, you even had to like ask but, for some uh, yeah, time off. Somebody, uh, I forgot who wrote the article. It yeah, was I this guy. who wrote the article, but somebody said, like, uh, accounted by day. Yeah, it, it cracks me up because I had multiple people reach out to me saying that's really accurate. And I was like, it was just really funny to hear. And people in the comments were calling me uh, the accountant. I'm like, they don't even know, but that's kind of almost accurate. I'm a finance manager, but it's kind of, kind of close. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you, that you enjoyed it and you didn't take it personal. Yeah. I wish I could do jujitsu full time. I just haven't, uh, haven't made that full leap yet. I mean, is there enough money to like, you know, maintain your lifestyle in jujitsu? I don't um, think that- no, and that's another reason. You know, I'm just kind of no, and it's completely like I like having health insurance. You know, I like having my own place to live. I like uh, traveling places, and I could I could still train every single night. You know, I train multiple hours every single day, probably like three hours every single day. So I could still uh, hang with the top level level competitors and keep a keep a day job. So 
right now. I honestly enjoy the balance between the two. Nice. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there's enough money, you know, uh, at the top for like guys like Gordon. Okay, yeah, sure, but you know, below yeah, that, I, I just don't see it. Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, they say like you know, if you do jujitsu full time, it doesn't mean you'll be able to afford a tractor. They probably won't approve you to finance one either. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hundred percent. And I'm no Gordon Ryan. I'm a 29 year old guy with a ton of miles on him that's had surgery on like every joint in his body. So. Oh snap! You know I'm I'm 45 and I haven't trained. You know I haven't taken a class in like two years. So oh, wow. I, yeah, I, man, everything hurts. Oh, I I feel that. I did my first post pandemic class last night and I'm dead. Bro, you're like 22. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? I'm a computer science guy. We're not meant to be active. <laughs> That's too like much, that. man. We're not meant to be active. Use our brain, bro. you hippie. Yeah, that's not right though, man. Yeah, I mean, because because computer guys go, you know, one of two ways. You're you're right in that, you know, obviously a lot of them do skew sedentary and active, and then you got the damn power lifters and the guys that are just just jacked, kind of kind of like the LG in here, who like you know balances out his his right. computer, you know, following behind the monitor life with you know slaying bodies. Yeah, I mean, he's the oh, Juji yeah. King, the Juji Gatami King. No, so, like, I've actually met a whole bunch of software guys that are jujitsu guys. Like, Facebook, they have a jujitsu club. Oh, wow. I've trained with Nerds. a few software guys, too, though, as well. I mean, I've met a few. Some of them, uh, depending on how their work schedule, they can train a little bit more often as long as they meet the deadline. So, some of it, depending on what they do, you can train a lot sometimes, depending on the. Dang, I need to find me one of those spots so I can yeah, get no. paid to train there. So I want to ask you a question because I saw the qualifier. Why did you do that to that kid? Yeah. Bro? <laughs> <laughs> no. So basically, I go into the event. I did not know uh, any of my opponents until the to the final. You know, I've heard of Geo before. Um, right. I did not know any of the other people I was going against. So. I did not know that that was his first match. And I uh, put in that Darth joke, and I didn't know that uh, he wasn't going to tap. So when he didn't tap, I was uh, very surprised by it because that thing was in there. That, that Darth was deep. I tapped. Watch. <laughs> I was like, he wouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't. And I was tapping. The, the, the kid's really tough. I mean, that Darcy was all the way in there. I mean, it couldn't have been, uh, it couldn't have been any tighter. So I don't, I don't even know how he survived as long as he did in that. Yeah, man, that was that was pretty sick. I, uh, it, it brought back match, memories. The guy got out of that Darcy. Uh, what was his name? Um, shoot, that was on your second match. Uh, that was a uh, Marco, they, Marco, Marco, Marco. Yeah. That was. Oh him. yeah, yeah. Mark yeah, the locked guys. in. I, I mean, I, with him. I was actually really impressed. He's a purple belt. I found out afterwards, but um, I know that I got him in that arm bar. But from the short period we rolled with him, uh, he felt pretty good to me. Like I was impressed with him when I when I like actually grabbed a hold of him. He felt like a really good purple belt to me. Yeah, the the elbow genie did what the elbow genie does. Shocking. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I get uh, then I get soft up in like twenty six seconds or something. Uh, by Quadzilla in my third match. So that, that happened. 
Hey, it happens, man. It you does. Know? It does. And I was uh, the, uh, the guy got a shot. I mean, his leg, that leg lock entry he hit on me was was super super sneaky. I felt kind of lulled into going to like I kind of wanted to go into this uh, qualifier and darse everybody and break the standard of me elbow and uh, elbow locking everybody. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go for three darses. And I, as soon as I reach over for his head. He's able to like lift my body up with his uh, with his arms and like that leg slid right into the uh, the saddle and I was like oh no yeah he's it was uh, kind of the beginning of the end right there but uh, he's good his leg locks are very good yeah David Evers uh, he's uh he's a little gorilla man you know he is jacked good God. he is jacked I called him Quadzilla afterwards <laughs> and, uh, I don't know if the camera gave him credit. I don't know if the camera gave him credit, but his quads looked like uh like he's on stage holding them bad boys up, getting ready to be looked at. Like, they look good. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Isaac Stackhouse's uh, uh, vlog, uh, the Warning Grappler. Uh, he caught you calling him Quadzilla on that, so uh, <laughs> it, it, you you will get attribution. Awesome. I didn't so, know I was being so you you had you know uh, a rule named after you for season two. Basically, they changed the rules because you basically were tapping everybody with, with the arm bar. That has to feel pretty good, man. No, it feels really good. I mean, I wish it was implemented when I was in there. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it feels really, really good. And I, I, I really like that rule change. You know, it, some incentive to go out there and get some quick finishes other than taking, uh, going after uh, the choke. And then it kind of changes the way the game's played a little bit. So uh, I, really, does, I really like that that rule set uh and it would have made uh, a lot of difference because i remember in the first season i was like 10 or 12 matches in and i was thinking hey i might not even make it to the playoffs and i haven't lost a match and uh i kind of at that point was like okay i need to start choking people that i'm a lot better than well i think that i'm a lot better than skill wise because at the time i didn't know a lot of those guys and you never know, just like I lost against that purple belt uh, last weekend or whenever the qualifier was. You never know what kind of purple belt you're rolling with. You know, I've gone to seminars where when I was a brown belt, you, you tap like three black belts in a row. You pull some purple belt, and I don't know who this guy is, but he just tapped me five times in seven minutes. You know, you never know what type of guy you're getting into, especially if you don't know him or anybody that uh, they train with. So I took everybody super seriously at the beginning of that and it ended up costing me a lot in the midway through season one now you you saw season two um did you who i mean do you feel like you could have competed in season two i really uh i would have loved to like i I don't know how i would have done but i mean i just like the challenge and that's i like throwing myself in the middle of it and that's why i like competing all the time as well i like to just uh i like to see what i'm made of you know and those little inner battles you have in your head of course i'm 170 pounds of bud light and depression you know like i don't look like (laughs) (laughs) i don't look like those guys look and i'm not as strong as them you know i'm more sneaky than i am good probably at jujitsu too but i would have loved to have gone out there and just got to roll with those guys because I mean I roll with Jake Elkins routinely, and that man is an animal. Um, and honestly, like in my mind, when that season started, I'm like Jake could win the whole thing. Yeah. He had the ability to. I roll with him all the time, and uh, man, he's a handful. So he was like, he was up there in points until uh, his brother passed him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting matchup too. And Matt 
Matt Elkins is obviously, I mean, he beat me in season one and he beats me in the gym all the time, but obviously he's an animal. Uh, yeah. He's got to be one of the best brown belts in the world, honestly, you know, that I've ever rolled with. And Elijah as well. Both those guys could put on black belts and go do black belt tournaments and do just fine. Uh, both those guys are two of the best brown belts that I, I know and train with. So are, are we going to see you in the Kentucky qualifier? Uh, is that the next one? Yeah, that's this Saturday. Uh, no, I'm going to obviously, because I didn't win, I'm going to have to do it another one. But I'm dealing with a left knee injury right now. Ah. Um, now you, you might have saw the brace on my leg and the qualifier. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even want to bring it, any of it up because I don't want to take anything away or make an excuse for anything that happened. Right. I, it would have happened with or without my knee. Um, knee's not an excuse. But I busted my bursa sack in my left knee, which is fine. I've had, uh, But then it got infected. Um, so I'm on Bactrim. I finished my last Bactrim build today, but my knee was pretty swollen when I was uh, competing in that qualifier. And, you know, if you've ever had bursitis before, it's, it doesn't like structurally hurt your knee. It just really hurts bad to put it on the mat. You know, it doesn't hurt necessarily to twist it around. It just really hurts to like put your knee on the ground. So, um, so it's almost good. I would say it's like 70% right now, like to, as far as pain going to the mat, but I, I'm planning on Atlanta in my head right now. I was going to possibly do this one depending on my knee, but yeah. I'm, I'm going to give my knee a little little more time. Chris and I will be at the one in Atlanta. Yep. Well, it's interesting oh, to hear, hear you uh, think about which qualifiers, qualifiers are going to do. Because uh, Atlanta, I mean, I, I think all of us are kind of guessing that Atlanta might have a huge turnout. So you might have another 20-plus oh. uh, competitor tournament. Whereas right now, Kentucky, you know, they got nine, nine registrants, but actually one is injured. So he's pushing it back. So there's only eight. So does that run into your, uh, your calculus? It does. I mean, I was uh, listening to one of Brandon's podcasts at work today and I heard them mention the amount of contestants and I know Atlanta's talent pool is wild too. I mean, if I run into any of the guys that I've gone against recently in uh, any of these tournaments, like, uh, Justin Raymer, somebody I went against in the Mid-South Classic shortly after the first. That dude's a beast. And I got him in an outside heel look in our, our first showing. But I know it was a 170-pound uh, Mid-South Classic. And that dude's a beast. I mean, he definitely has the ability to beat me. And he, if I was guessing, he's probably going to be there. So I think that the talent in Atlanta is going to be very, uh, very stiff as well. But it does go into my mind. How far is uh, Kentucky from Birmingham, Alabama? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> You're looking like four hours, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I got um, a bunch of flight miles from the pandemic not going anywhere, so I could just fly in, possibly. But who knows? Hey, hit your ride with BMAC. Be like, yo, I'm going with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just so you, uh, and I think you probably listened to them uh, list off the names, but I mean, you got Eric Longar, uh, who you faced before, I think. Mario Gayor, also from season one. The Scarecrow of Doom, uh, Stackhouse, who was just at the, the last qualifier, which I'm sure you know, uh, and was secretly uh, filming you. Uh, <laughs> Philip Collinger from 10th Planet O'Fallon, Nick Broussard from 10th Planet O'Fallon, uh, Joshua Gibbs from Season 2, and Evan DeWitt. Again, no one knows who that guy is. But, I'm not sure um, that is, but Josh Gibbs, how's he going to make 70? Uh, he was taller from what I remember. That's all it was. On him. He was yeah. pretty lean. Yeah. He was pretty. He he definitely. If he, he was, was two hundred, he 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 was not trying to make any weight there. He was, yeah. I mean, and he's like a he's a certified uh, um, 
uh, trainer. So, I mean, given, given time, I mean, you know, Kevin Primo, happy birthday to him. Uh, I mean, he made it. So, yeah, he, I believe he had to cut like 10 pounds. Yeah, I know. Like Kevin made that way. <laughs> <laughs> sheer sheer yeah, willpower. Yeah. He just went to the bathroom yeah, and Kevin took a big one. That way with yeah, for me, I don't really have to lose that much. I, I walk around and like, before this, I've been purposely trying to gain weight. I've been doing a lot of federation tournaments, uh, IBJJF ones, and the middleweight is 75.4 with no gi and 81 with uh, the gi on. So, and the weight classes under that are a little bit too far for me these days. I I used to compete, you know, feather and light feather when I was a teenager, but not anymore. But so I just had to lose like four or five pounds. And, uh, you know, like I told you earlier, I just cut a little bit of Bud Light out of my diet and I'm pretty much there. Wait, is that your beer of choice, a Bud Light? Oh yeah, I'm. I was uh, been white trash my whole life. So. Hell yeah, brother! Yeah. <laughs> those so are, those light, are my I mean, people. Uh, oh man, it just feels right. It just tastes right. Like uh, I don't know. I mean, I enjoy craft beer and stuff too. But if I'm gonna have more than five of them or so, like I'm gonna. <laughs> nah, man, light. dude, Bud Light, the official beer of Jorts in the Sun, man. That's, hey, oh yeah, that's what you I don't see with. an issue. Oh, I didn't say I didn't say it was an issue, bro. I just I was just asking. That's all. Why, why, why are you trying? Why are you trying to get me killed by insinuating stuff, bro? <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get you arm barred, man. That's no, no. I already got a messed up elbow, so <laughs> you know. <Got> too. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> You're trying to give me a matching elbow. That's right. Oh God, you guys suck. And uh, Jonathan just looked it up. It's a. Uh, what a five hour, 19 minute drive, but uh, mm. you got a three hour flight from uh, 359, according to the Google. Okay. So, I mean, it's possible. I mean, uh, but I'm definitely like, I really think what Brandon's doing is going to blow up in a huge way. Yeah. And, and not only that, is I've been doing jujitsu for maybe not a long time for some, but I'm only 29 and I've been doing jujitsu 13 or more of that. So, I mean, it's my like passion in life. And I, had more fun in that first season of the PGF than I have in anything that I've been a part of. It was just such a good time, like hanging in the back, trash talking the guys, and then, then then going out to roll with them. And then Elijah's in the back, and you know how funny Elkins is. And Elkins' brother was back there, and they're all yeah. shit talking each other the whole time. And it's kind of like uh, it, it was kind of hard to beat it, you know. And you're competing so often. I'm getting like a year's worth of matches in, in such a short period of time. I came out of that tournament such a better grappler than I went into that tournament and the way I just approach matches and uh, the things like you're mentally like you're you know it kind of wears on you too and my body was like everybody's body was kind of hurting by the end of that first season so right it's just such a good experience and I definitely am going to do everything I can to try to get into this third season you know uh, now I got a question how do you like the way the it's set up from season two and then into season three versus season one, where it was, it was much longer comp competing versus just competing really hard for one week. Yeah. The, I mean, I personally, um, I mean, I've only done the first season, but I, I do train with Matt Elkins and the guys a lot. And um, he said that they were different, you know, hard in different ways. I mean, the you can't, you know, you're pushing through it in a one hard week that, but that could be kind of weird, too, because, I mean, you're sleeping out of your normal routine. Maybe you're eating out of your normal routine a little bit. Maybe some of your ritual ritual things before a match gets changed up. You know, if you just do it every weekend, you kind of know who you're going to go with. 
Um, maybe, um, you know, you still have a whole week to rest something if you get really sore. I'm the type of guy, even if it's a short match, you know, maybe one of my butt cheeks is sore, one of my arms, one of my biceps, like one chest muscle from bridging at some point in time and framing, you know, like that adrenaline does something weird. to you. It makes your muscles really tired. You exert a lot in a short period of time with that adrenaline. So I don't know. I've never competed seven days in a row before. Um, I would assume that it's probably going to be tough. I mean, after the third day of competing a couple of days in a row, I'm sure you're going to be extremely sore. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, that's what kind of happened with Matt, you know, first match mm-hmm. he, he busted his, you know, busted his knee up. So I wonder like, you know, if it would have been a longer competition, like season one, you know, he would have had more time to kind of rehab it in between coming back versus just now granted. I mean, he did an amazing job. He completely changed his game up from that match to the, for the whole rest of the season. Oh, for, I mean, for sure. And I mean, I got to steam map one day in between. I mean, obviously they couldn't tell me anything, but I'm like, I saw him limping around. He didn't even mention anything to me. I'm like, hey man, what's going on with your knee? Oh, he's like, Oh, nothing, nothing. Cause he couldn't even, uh, and eventually, you know, I mean, his knee was bad off, uh, a lot worse than he made it seem like on camera. I believe he's just a tough guy. <laughs> I think that his LCL was pretty, pretty ruined. I mean, I'm sure it's still connected because I mean, he, he's rolling and stuff now. His knee still bothering him a little, but it's pretty, pretty good. The guy's tough, tough as they come to, you know, finish the season with his knee hanging on by a thread. Um, cause when it was all said and done, he did do a lot of resting before the final and let it heal up a ton, but had to have it, been didn't, a pretty- it didn't slow down the shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> it was his knee, bro, not his mouth. Right. <laughs> well, is- oh, man. So, so Chris brings up a good point. You kind of talked about it a little bit, uh, Jonathan, but when you had the week in between, mm-hmm. you know, your matches, did you use that time to come up with like, you know, a game plan against those people you saw coming up ahead? Well, uh, Definitely a couple of the guys, some of them, you know, I, I, I've always been like this, but I don't like to overstudy some of my opponents because I don't want to be tentative. I don't want to get mm-hmm. scared of, you know, something so much that I'm playing outside of my normal game. Um, but yeah, some, some people I did study, like I want, you know, wanted to pull bottom or, you know, this guy's doing this. Um, but, or like I could tell, like somebody always, like underhooks the arm here, like when they're trying to pass and I can see a vulnerability of me. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be able to scoop his elbow up. I've never rolled with him before. This works every time on somebody I've never rolled with before. Um, so yeah, I did study a lot of the guys, but some of them I purposely did not. I watched a couple of the matches. I was there live. So in between in the back, I did get to see him. I remembered one, th- like a couple things. I'm like, okay, you know, this guy is always going to try to pass this way. Just bookmark that. Don't overthink about it. Just bookmark it. This guy's always going to try to grab your ankle this way. Like I knew Manderson liked to grab those straight ankle locks. You know, I was just like, I didn't want to leave my feet next to his hips. Cause I think if that guy grabbed my foot, I think he's strong enough to break my shin in half. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be a straight ankle lock. I think he could just like smash, rip my leg in half. So um, yeah, I definitely studied him. That makes sense. But uh, you know, it seems like, you know, with, with your, 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 approach means you'd be fine with a week-long rapid fire as well I mean. yeah of course i don't really like I, I don't overly study i just like to know if some dude's a guard player sometimes I, I prefer to pull guard on a guard player you know get them out of their element a little bit i'm more of a guard player and i played on top of my last match and i lost against the guard player so um i think that's a big thing i would 
I'm curious to see the rapid fire. And, uh, you know, I think the, the diet while you're down there is going to have a lot to do with it. You know, if you're just eating fast food and stuff the whole week, like, what are you cooking? Like, I would have to probably prep some food. Um, you know, if I'm just eating like crap every single night in the end of the week, you're not trained. Do I train during the week? Do I not? Like, how's my cardio going to feel six, six days into something where I'm only having these matches? That's something that's, I don't know. I've never done it. I think that by the end of the sixth day, it's, it might be a shock to your body a little bit, but everybody else is struggling with the same thing. Yeah, I think the the Elkins didn't stay at the gym. I think they stayed at a hotel, but I don't know what their diet consisted of. Mm-hmm. Um, They're long- like, sorry, go ahead. I know, like, I know that sleep though goes a long way too. You know, if you get at least a comfy ass bed, because thinking about too, like competing, grinding for a week, but then like maybe you're sleeping on the mats or something, that can kind of affect it a little bit too. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't remember who stayed at the gym versus who was yeah, who was. You guys did. Yeah, right? I know a few guys literally stayed at the gym, but then the rest had hotels. I know Stephen did a hotel. Uh, the yeah, Elvis did hotels. He, he admitted being uh, very bougie. He had the yep. the Norman Tech going on. He had the So Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's 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 of advancing years. I mean, younger than you know the proponents of people on this podcast right now. But uh, hey, watch but, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I, 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 do I, I, I know what you're hinting at. Yes, I am old. <laughs> hey, so am I, brother. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask? I had a question. Oh, now that you've seen Giovanni's game, Gio, mm-hmm. how do you think your 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 game matches up with his? I would have rather had Giovanni, and Giovanni was a super nice. Oh, everybody's a super nice guy. You know, his game was super, super good, and obviously he's won a lot of things. I mean, he's podiumed at black belts at some of these big tournaments. He's great. I think – I mean, I think my game blends better into his than it would against um, – man, the name's slipping, but the guy I lost to do. David Evers. Quanzilla works. Man, the, yeah, the short uh, – you know, those the shorter guy that was very strong, like sometimes, like, you know, his arms are shorter, his legs are shorter. Um, so sometimes, I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, everybody uh, proposes a different problem, but, you know, particularly the cannonball types are hard. You know, they're kind of hard. The arm bar, they're hard to leg lock. Their knee line's not as long. You know, they can kind of slide out of things sometimes. It's harder for them to finish you sometimes, but it's harder to finish them as well. Um, But, yeah, I think that I I would like a match with them. I hope I get to be in the third season and and find out. I would like a rematch with Mr. Carlton as well. Oh, snap. Yeah, because I'm, I'm interested to see if he goes. I'm sure he's going to be up in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And Elijah. I he had an automatic invite, my man. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. But he's talking about he wants to be there talking smack on everyone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's automatic, but you you know he's going to – well, start, I say you it, know, but – Start getting all your opponents early. Yeah, Smart. Yeah, I could see him being – you know, going out there and taking the bad guy persona right at, right in there with him. Same for Atlanta. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could see him doing that in Atlanta as well. Bro, is that really a persona or is that just Elijah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to say that it is a persona and ruin it for him, but, you know, we've talked to Elijah away from everything, and it, you don't yeah, get yeah. that guy. <laughs> I know. Uh, Elijah is a very nice guy. Yeah, he is. He is. He's very, but uh, but he's just so much fun on the internet. And I'm gonna. Uh, I wanted to. I want to lean into that. I wanted more than anything to win that qualifier and say some cheesy shit at the camera. At 
at Elijah Carlton. And then I, I, I even mentioned it to somebody on the side. And when I got leg locked and I felt that dream slip through my fingers, I'm like, oh, no. I just wanted to shit talk with Elijah on the internet so bad. Oh, well, why, why did, you still can. Oh, yeah. yeah. I still can. But, I mean, the thing is, the easiest comeback in the world is you just got leg locked by a purple belt guy. <laughs> you just got to think of like, another comeback, man. Yeah, man. I'm, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to wait till uh, when, when one of the qualifiers, and then I want to really. I forgot well, what I was gonna say, but I had, I was gonna say something funny to him. Well, here's the thing, you know, uh, the qualifier in Fort Myers is uh-huh. on July 24th. Elijah's got a match also at Sapateria that night. Oh, wow. We we can hit the qualifier and then run up a couple of hours north and hit the Sapateria. You can talk shit to him. Yeah. <laughs> right before his match. Yeah. Oh, really get into his head, ruin his professional jiu-jitsu career. <laughs> and then <laughs> You know, and if you're gonna fly somewhere, flying to the Tampa area, that sounds a little bit better than flying yeah. to Louisville. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Yeah, I don't know no, if I've yeah. ever been to Louisville or Kentucky in general. I might have passed through, but uh, yeah, Fort Myers sounds nice. So. Yeah, and he's yeah, also going to be at the beach. So, is that the one that's on the beach? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Of course, it's the one. You know, everybody says, "No, don't do that, BMAC," and he goes, "Nope, nope that's what I'm going to do." <laughs> I've always wanted to uh, do a competition outside. It's, as long as there's an awning and it's like the the mat won't literally melt your skin off on contact. <laughs> uh, that, you would hope. Right, for sure. But uh, I wonder who's going to sign up for that one too, because like y'all were saying earlier, I really do think Atlanta is going to have very stiff talent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's at Sean Applegate's gym. Yep, and all of Sean Applegate's guys are incredible. I mean, Chase Hannah is incredible. I don't yeah. think Chase can make one seventy. I'm sorry, he, sorry, he Chase. I'm not calling you fat or anything. No, yo, Chase. He just said you got a dump truck, my boy. That's he it. did. He did. That's nice it, my boy. One. Nice. One. Yeah, and but, uh, I don't think I know Randy trains there, but I don't think Randy could get to 170. Randy who? Roden. He trains with Sean. I think mm-hmm. he's I, he he travels there. I've seen him a couple uh, a couple times on the live streams. Oh, okay. Kind of overall, like Atlanta though, is just stacked all together, all over the city. Yeah, there's just so much talent in Atlanta, and the competitions there are always stacked because it's right next to that airport. The flights to Atlanta are cheap. There's cheap places to stay around it. So anytime you go to Atlanta to compete, like. You see a lot of big names because I think it's just right next to that airport. It's just yep. And honestly, I mean, with the PGF becoming what it's what it has, because anybody I've talked to about about it, I've mm-hmm. told them I was like, look, this is probably, you know, one of the best run competitions. And honestly, if you're an up and coming, you're, you know, a purple, a brown, a black, you know, you want to start getting your name out there. You want to, mm-hmm. you know, start making a name for yourself. I don't think there's a better competition tournament out there right now in the Southeast. Absolutely not. Look at all the free publicity that um, even somebody lost the thing like me got in the first season. I'm talking to you guys right now because y'all watched the first season and y'all, um, you know, enjoyed uh, watching me or felt bad that I didn't get any attention like Elijah. And- <laughs> <Hold up>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Elijah's an attention hog. No, nobody gets, I mean, even the guy that won season two, Hunter still didn't get the amount of attention that Elijah got because Elijah just goes, Nope, this is my spotlight. I want nope. it back. Yeah. And, uh, interesting facts. Yeah. He brought up Hunter Hunter's, uh, facing somebody and fight to win. I think this weekend, 
against somebody that beat me in Atlanta, the, the Atlanta Open in the Gi Division. Um, and I think the same guy also bought, uh, beat uh, Taza. Then I heard oh, oh, shit. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a controversial decision. You know, not, it was a lot of wrestling and stuff that went on. But um, the guy's good. I, and I've never got to roll with Hunter. But I'm excited to watch that match as well. Yeah. Um, man, Hunter's a beast. I uh, I still had Elijah over Hunter. But, you know, Egghead, uh, Egghead was right. I'll he was to you. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but I mean, it, we, we I mean, Elijah's the reason we had the rule. I mean, you, you, until he lost. That's right. You, you couldn't pick against him. To be the man, you have to beat the man or slap him a couple times when you're going for, you know, collar tie or so. The commission <laughs> checking in. Brandon and, uh, and supposedly, from what I read, it was all because Hunter roofied Elijah that he lost twice. Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly, that's what I read. I heard Free Gatorade the psychology report actually confirmed it. I think I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We we know that Elijah's the real winner of season two. Right? Sorry, hu- sorry, Hunter. We're yeah. we're taking the title back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna ask nicely for it. I, I'm not. I can't take it from you. <laughs> well. well I- t- Going back, going back and talking about credit, I mean, you know, Jonathan, you did have that PGF Insider, which is really cool. You know, in that first season, they they, they took you, Matt Elkins, you know, the mm-hmm. bad guy, gave you your little profile videos. That that was really well done. Uh, and, and as I told Walla earlier, I did pick you as my dark horse uh, person to win the PGF uh, one uh, season tournament. I thought, I, I thought, you know, kind of like we said, we have the Jonathan Roberts rule because you're, you're such a killer with the, the arms. I thought, you know. You, you you had a to use a boxing term a puncher's chance I mm-hmm. thought and I and think I, you still do I really appreciate it man and I woke up that morning you know and I really thought that I had a chance to win and uh, to this day I mean I really do think that if I ran that thing ten times I would win I would get a couple wins in that tournament I really do think that I might not be able to win against those guys every single time but I think that I do have the ability. To, to have won that tournament that night as well. You know, I woke up that day feeling good. I'm like, man, something tells me I might win this thing tonight. Um, but it didn't happen. And, you know, Elijah's amazing. I mean, he he's obviously tore through. How many times he lost in the PGF period? Like twice? Yeah. Twice. And only to Hunter. Yeah. So and technically, I'm, we could say just once. One at Panasonic, for sure. Yeah, but you say one defeated. Stacked. I mean, look at uh, even Nilo. I saw him. I saw Nilo in Memphis recently, the uh, Federation Open. He's tearing it up. I mean, all those guys are beasts, you know. I mean, it was uh, the that final, and a lot of those guys who came out of that PGF season one, all those guys leveled up so much and are doing a lot of things on the scene right now. And what Brandon's got with this with this PGF is something special. And, you know, it is giving – what else – what other tournament is going to put you on the map like – this is right now. What other ma- like all the, uh, the the matches are filmed? You know, like you said, the insider thing. I mean, I really do think that this thing's going to blow up, and especially with these uh, you know qualifiers. Uh, you know, what is the pot going to look like for season three? I mean, is it? I mean, you know, if it is a, a a handsome number, and somebody thinks that they could go beat a bunch of nobodies down at Alabama. Oh, we lost the audio. He's probably uh, he cut off in the middle. Yeah, he had phone. a phone call. I think I'll yeah. say probably a phone call. Yeah, well, somebody, uh, apologize, guys. Go. That's okay. Got a phone call. Got a phone call. Oh, all right, wonder, right on. I'm going to put this thing on do not disturb it, or will this cut the stream off? I don't know. Well, well to your Try. point, uh, Elba Genie, okay, uh, yeah. they're talking about having um, possibly Keith Kerkorian 
was 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 interested. Oh, nice. Well, he's got to win one of the qualifiers, though, and the closest one is the last one, which is in Austin, Texas, uh-huh. and that one should be also pretty oh, big. stacked as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I'll be there for that one too. I might be too if I lose another one, you guys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I might be at all of them if I keep losing. Dang, I might have to fucking do all. Of them. But Listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in this season three. I'm gonna win one of these things. Well, here's the thing: you have Atlanta. Then you have Fort Myers. Yeah. Uh, then there's Jacksonville and Austin. So yep. there's four. So I mean, mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah, one of them are going to hit eventually. And, I mean, my right, jujitsu is not great, you know, but it's halfway decent. I could definitely win one of these things. Uh, you're being humble now, which, <laughs> yeah. is, which is cool. We get it, but you're a killer. We don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really wanted to like win the qualifier and, and win the spot, and then know for a fact talk some shit shit to elijah and they go in there and it and it'd be a good uh you know a good little story too like between uh you know me and elijah he's coming down to 170 my natural weight was 170 i weighed 170 the whole season the first season just what i yeah. naturally sit at and uh i don't know what elijah weighed when i went against him but he's pretty pretty thick yeah he was till about three quarters or a quarter of the way into that season yeah uh, when he got the rona yeah, he got the Rona. He got yeah. it bad. I mean, in between rounds, I remember in the first season, uh, he would come to the back, and I'm like, he, I'm like, bro, you, you, he's like, yeah, I was just having some severe heart pain. I'm like, man, you probably should get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just small palpitations. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, have you been to the doctor? He's like, nah. I'm like, okay, you're way braver than me. Yeah, just rub some dirt on it and have a beer. Right. Yeah, but he's <laughs> so quick, and his style, he lulls you into like uh like, I never go over under pass like I went to him. And my whole game plan going into that match was me playing bottom and not purposely coming up and doing down passing because of the triangle. And somehow he put a spell on me and I came up and went for an over under pass, which is not even one of my top six passes that I use. <laughs> and I start going for this over under pass and he slaps the triangle on from a reverse De La Hiva, which most people's hips can't even bend that way. Uh, comment here from the commission yeah nobody hits them self more than kevin that's one of the ways he probably got down to 170 yeah just kept hating on himself yeah like i said it's sure willpower and anger (laughs) well i mean don't feel bad because he he literally elijah uh lulled jake in season two with that triangle and, and Jake, yeah. knew, Jake knew as soon as the leg went up, you saw it on his mm-hmm. face. He went, son of a bitch. I, yeah. I knew it. It's wild. As soon as he gets that, uh, that calf over the back of your neck, it's, it's choking you before it's even like locked up. It, it's, if you go back and watch mine from, uh, season one, I was tapping almost immediately after he locked it up. I mean, I was like, God, man, that thing kind of like was quick. You know, you know, Chris. How, how funny would it be if uh, if Marcus Elkins gets in, uh, you know, this season, and, and and Elijah pulls the hat trick? Oh yeah, all three brothers with this, uh, <laughs> the Elkins exterminator, Elijah Carlton. <laughs> so Elijah needs to take their space at the Thanksgiving table, right? <laughs> Marcus is going to be sitting outside. Yeah, oh, everybody, okay. all three of them will be. Right. What about, what about Marcus Elkins in the in the qualifier though? Wasn't yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah, and what a year of training! Did he wrestle too? Oh, I'm assuming right with his yeah, brothers. Yeah, he's a state champ. Oh, yeah, I don't know if y'all knew this, but I, I I went to the same high school as Matt Elkins. Me and him graduated high school together. Um, 
so we went. So I've known the Elkis family since they, since I was like a kid. We weren't always the closest going through high school, but obviously jujitsu brought us to get together a little bit later on. But Marcus, uh, they all won state. I think Matt won it multiple times, and uh, you know, and I get to roll with Marcus sometimes. Man, is he bendy, and and he's innovative, and he uh, he's technically a white belt, but I think he's uh, he's yeah. could pose a problem to a lot of yeah. people. And he yeah. has a legitimate buggy choke. That's a legitimate. We saw, we saw, yeah, we saw the attempts. Mm-hmm. The attempts, but like he'll attempt it and, uh, when I'm rolling with him all the time. But he's uh, he's exciting to watch. And the kind of positions you get into rolling with him, it's like, man, I've been grappling for 13 years, and all of a sudden he's bent all sideways and backwards. And I'm kind of medium bendy as well. And I'm like, what position are we even in right now? <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a good time. I'm excited to see what um, where jiu-jitsu takes him to. Mm-hmm. We got a question here from Kai Johnson. He says, "Who are y'all's top picks from the first qualifier?" Uh, I'm gonna say the first, the the two that got invited, <laughs> yeah. which would be Geo and uh, Avers. Okay, I would let's agree. I mean, there was a pretty handsome, there was a pretty handsome dude that didn't make it in. Um, Jonathan, the guy Roberts. with the rat tail, the ginger guy. I think some people call him the genie, Jonathan Roberts. Really, really yep. handsome guy. Though. Yep. <laughs> if I were to pick, if I were to pick, uh, it'd be that guy. Well, but here's I, the here's the thing. There's what five qualifiers. There's mm-hmm. already one one immediate invite on Elijah. Then you got two more that were invited, Evers and Geo. So there's what four more spots. So that's seven. Mm-hmm. That leaves nine open spots, man. You can just probably get an invitation. I don't know. Maybe we can start a petition. So you don't have to. If I'm not good enough to win by jujitsu, I'm definitely going to have to pull some sort of political collusion here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, I don't know who I need to talk to. I mean, uh, to figure that out, maybe get like a. People don't like me and vote for me. You know, y'all brought me on here because of pity. I'm going to have to figure something out. No, 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 no. We didn't because of pity. We just felt like you were not getting the do that you're supposed to be getting. I'm just you're, joking. You're not getting the love that you're not that you're supposed yeah. to be getting. And I mean, I can't confirm with Egghead. He he did say, you know, he wasn't just trying to suck up. He actually did say that you were the dark horse that he would pick to win season one. And so. and I, I want to add that I voted for your uh, submission for submission of the year against Caleb McAllister. Uh, last year when they were doing that that stuff, the voting online and whatever. Man, I appreciate it. And that match was nuts to this day. I mean, I've had a bunch of crazy matches, but I myself, I don't go and rewatch my old matches that often unless I'm trying to fix something or study something. You know, I will. I'm like, okay, like right after a tournament, you know, I'll go study some mistakes that I need to fix in the gym. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing subconsciously that's good? And what am I doing subconsciously that's bad to kind of correct it? But that match is so damn fun to watch. I go back and watch it myself sometimes. Um, it's just a good match. I mean, if you were to show something like that to somebody who doesn't know jiu-jitsu, like, hey, man, what is jiu-jitsu? And you show them that match, I think that's that's a fun back and forth little war with uh, some excitement at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, the the narrative on when Caleb McAllister joined season one was this is going to be his show and Elijah's show, but he knew that you were going to be like one of his toughest opponents. Mm-hmm. He, I, I believe he even mentioned it to Scaff that you were going to be one of the guys that was going to give him a run for his money. Mm-hmm. So and he I, knew. And I agree. I mean, I didn't want to uh, break the party up, but I kind of liked the that being the narrative it's always easier 
you know, to be the guy nobody thinks going to win. I like to be the guy that nobody thinks going to win. There's no pressure on you. I get to go out there and just do some crazy shit, you know? Like, I'm going to go out there and just roll like I would in the gym, you know? And then if you have all this pressure on you and somebody just assumes that, okay, you're going to win this one. It's, um, you know, I got nothing. It feels like you got nothing to gain and everything to lose out of the situation. You're like, oh, you think I'm going to win. I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a lot of pressure to be the guy that everybody thinks is going to win. So I enjoyed being like, okay, well, I'm just like this unknown Brown belt who, um, this is, his, you know, only a second time competing after I went through a, sp- I had both my knees surgically repaired in my left shoulder. So I, I was out of the scene for a while. So a lot of these guys didn't even know who I was coming into the, uh, into it. Cause I just been out of the competitive scene for a little while because of injury. So I liked the, like that spot for sure. You know, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't rewatch it before coming in here. But if I remember correctly, didn't you have like one of the craziest reversals against Nilo, the truth, Virginer? Um, and he had you in a submission You and, and you like, you know, did some ninja stuff and, and it flipped around and, and submitted him. It was, it was it's like, called voodoo. There you go. <laughs> No, yeah, for sure. So uh, I like I've been saving it the whole season. This move, and I didn't want to show it because it's one of those things that like it doesn't keep working if somebody knows what it is. Because I was mm-hmm. actually hitting it a lot in the gym leading up to it a ton, but of course I can't get it on my training partners anymore because it's if you're aware of it, it's kind of like uh you know it's easy to of, to avoid if you know it's coming. Okay. But if somebody really wants to stay neon belly on you, I do this like little uh this heel look entry off of there and a couple other things. So. And as soon as I like he passed, I kind of like played dumb, like I'm gonna like keep letting him come up. And a lot of people will take knee on belly. And as soon as he went knee on belly, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh yes, it. it and he went right where I wanted, and I spun under to the hill look and got that little entry. And uh, it's always cool to see it on camera because it feels a lot sloppier in your head than it looks sometimes, um, or at least to me, I always feel like, man, that felt clumsy. And then you go and look at it, it's like, oh, that actually looks pretty good, but. Yeah, so that's the setup I still use a lot in tournaments. Um, I don't get into the gym that much because the guys know my my trick. So that's a bummer because like between that and Elijah's triangle setup, those are those are the two plays that I wanted to see a breakdown on 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 BMAX channel because I just thought it was so slick looking. But now now that now that we know it's your your sort of secret weapon. Okay, your secret safe with us. Oh, I could, oh man, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. I've told people a million times. Like anybody who comes and asks me, they always ask me, "Hey, can you show me the straight armbar? Hey, can you show me the uh, the Nilo thing?" For people that have done that, so I've I've showed a million people. I'll gladly, um, you know, record it and post it up. You need a guy like Isaac Stackhouse who you know does the filming for uh, for Stephen Aiken. You know, because yeah, sure. uh, you know Elijah did a breakdown of his triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunter Colvin did the, the breakdown of how uh, how he takes the back off of uh, anything, off <laughs> 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 of anything, right? So so now is your turn, man. Somebody, so, listen, get with Keelan. Be like, yo, I need you for like you know a couple hours so we can film some stuff. Oh, for sure. And I was uh, I did that uh, seminar with Elijah recently. I was like the secret guest or whatever. Oh, right nice. on. Okay. So, but um, a lot of people wanted to see the shoulder crunch sweeps and then the arm bar stuff. And then we kind of ran out of time. Um, cause like it was an all day kind of gig. And I mean, Elijah did the bulk of, it and I just kind of came in on the tail and did the second half of the day after we broke for lunch. Um, but yeah, surprisingly, I didn't, I didn't show that one. Everybody wants to see the butterfly sweep stuff and the, uh, the arm bar stuff. I, I love that sweep from, from the shoulder crunch. It's, it's so freaking awesome. 
it is, I oh mean, it's the best. And I'm so, I'm like a small, unathletic guy, honestly. And that's what I try to tell people. I'm getting this, uh, the sweep on all these huge guys in the gym and all these guys that I train with. I mean, this thing is effective. I mean, it's such an effective sweep if you, if you do get it down and you got the inside space, worst comes to worst. I mean, you're still in butterfly guard. I mean, it's a very conservative technique that I'm a huge fan of. I love conservative techniques. If you ever notice during the PGF, uh, butterfly, try to get double underhooks. They pummel one of them out. You know, I go to the uh, straight arm bar, go to the sweep. A lot of times if they put the weight forward, then I attack the legs. If I miss, I'm back in butterfly. Like, it's like I'm rinsing this cycle that's very conservative. And I only had to break through that mold a couple times in a couple matches. Um, but honestly, that, that little that little cycle worked on like 15 of the matches. So I didn't really have to go through much of those. That's really cool. I, I think somewhat of a credit to you. Uh, was, was that the, the seminar that he did at Ironclad? Is that the one you were, you were the guest at? It was. And I did. I, I yeah. Yeah. No. So, so a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. David Cooper. Sorry. Sorry for talking to him, but David Cooper, who was from Ironclad, he hit that sweep multiple times during the qualifiers. I mean, by the way, by the way, we have a nickname for for David Cooper because he looks like he does taxes. I call them Turbo Tax, <laughs> Turbo Tax Dave. <laughs> Sorry, David, I, I apologize. Also, I stand corrected. Uh, the Daily Stack, which is Isaac Stackhouse, says he's got a breakdown on the Wandering Grappler on that shoulder crunch. So oh, there is yeah, there is a breakdown out there. For anybody who wants to go check it out, go check it out, guys. Go check out the Warner Grapplers channel too. So, and and you're open to doing seminars and all that stuff. Then I assume because you were a a, yeah, a guest. All right. Yeah, Mate, you just you just need somebody to put your stuff out there and be like, "Yo, yeah. get my get my man out here." You know. I just kind of went down and I, uh, you know, I just did the that last seminar. Just like they're like, "You want to be a guest?" I'm like, "Man." Of course, Matt. You, uh, you, I get to train with you guys all the time. Just here. I'll do it. Just don't even worry about it. You know, I mean, I just love jujitsu. I just like doing jujitsu. I like competing jujitsu. I like doing it. Like, I'm a jujitsu nerd. I watch every single match. I watch y'all stuff. I like watching the podcast. I'm just, I freaking just like love this game, you know, and I try to absorb as much of it as I can. And I'm super unathletic, so I have to win with my brain, you know. So I got I to gotta be up on all the tricks because my body's trash. Well, I'm screwed because my body's trash and I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a smart man. <laughs> I'm, I'm so not I, a smart ha- man either, I, but I have to problem. I have to win with like brute force or some illegal shit. You know? <laughs> Maybe some some uh, wrist locks. I don't know. <laughs> Finger crunching. Hey, wrist like, locks are uh, legal? Yeah, wrist locks are all good. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of dirty though. I saw him hitting those shoulder crunches though. They looked good in that uh, in that qualifier. Yeah, Turbo Tax. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who who of the guys that you know impressed you the most at the at the qualifier that you know you maybe have seen him and be like, I don't know about this guy if he's gonna do all that great, but ended up doing good. Gio um, impressed me more than I thought he would. Um, okay, you know he played a very and uh, you know I, I'm a very I take a lot of crazy chances and I do a lot of tricks when it's submission only. Like I'll let somebody pass my guard to try to do certain submissions. You know, I like to f- weirdly pe- people think it's strange, but I feel pretty safe there. Bottom side control. I attack from there a lot. I think it's a kind of a safe position in a lot of ways, especially no gi submission only you can lay pretty flat. And you can regard pretty easily. You're not in a ton of danger, but the, uh, he played a very safe conservative 
game, you know, and then he only took the chances necessary to get the finishes that he needed. Even in the finals match when, uh, you know, he did uh, win by decision, I believe, he uh, shut, He noticed that he was getting a lot of leg locks coming into there and he dissected that game plan and, you know, executed a very smart and conservative game plan to beat the guy. I was just very impressed by his tactics and his, um, you know, his presence in the gym during that competition. He was super chill in between matches. You can tell that's not his first rodeo. He's very comfortable in his own mind. Um, not overconfident, but not underconfident. You know, I just he felt like a true competitor. I think he's going to do really good in that season. You know, anybody who's ever competed knows that your own thoughts sometimes are one of the biggest obstacles of competing and how your mind is in the match. Can you think as clearly out there as you can in the gym? And he looked good. Tactics look good. Obviously, he's black belt. His, you know, his jiu-jitsu is really good. Guy who beat me, I'm super sorry. I keep forgetting his name. David I mean, Evers. Quadzilla. Quadzilla. You're a beast, man. Appreciate the match. But I think he's going to go a lot of places. He might be a purple belt, but those black belts are black belt. Those leg locks are black belt level. Good luck getting out of his leg locks if you get if you get in them. His hands are like an amphibian or something. They're so sticky. He's like a frog, you know, like, and he's built like a frog a little bit. You know, that short, stocky vibe. Uh, so I think he's going to uh, give a lot of people trouble. And obviously, if Kevin uh, gets into the season, good luck. Um, he's so strong. I don't even know how he got to 70. Me and him next to each other, if you took pictures of us next to each other, like that man is huge compared to me. And, um, and I want to see, just from a fan's perspective, I kind of want to see Marcus in there, get some of that Elkins flair. I mean, uh, Marcus is, you know, obviously Matt and Jake's banter is super funny. Marcus is hilarious as well. I mean, and I think that he could upset a lot of these uh, higher belts at that tournament. So, and I love seeing some upsets, you know, who doesn't? Yeah. For me, I mean, I kind of was expecting Gio to go far. Uh, the guy that did impress me the most was Noah. Oh, wow. Of course. No, nobody tapped him. I mean, he, he did so well. I was impressed. I mean, I think that he should be one of those guys that gets an invite if he doesn't go to any of the other qualifiers, but that's just me saying it, you know, out here that that doesn't mean that the commission is going to give him a spot. Because I want to see it too. I mean, he's so much bigger and he looks so much more like a man than the first season. And a lot of the return fans would love to see him in there and, Heck yeah, was he was he uh, impressive? He almost got that, or he threw up that ninja choke at the end. I don't know. I'm, I didn't get inside Kevin's head. I don't know how he's feeling, but it looked like it didn't feel good at the end of that match. Right. And uh, just impressive. Andy just keeps that serial killer, stone cold face the whole time, no expression. He's going to go super far. I mean, he's so young. I yeah. mean, he's going like he's going to be. Uh, he could take the sport as far as he wants to. I think. I mean, I would love to see him in there too. I forgot about that those matches because I was probably crying about my loss on the way home and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was one of the things I said about him in the front of the first season. I was like he's he's still a kid. Like he hasn't even yeah. he hasn't even hit like man strength yet and he's still just you know, he was good in season one. And the face and I- the face is the best because I mean even when he was in trouble and you know that shit was hurting, the face never changed. Oh, it was nuts. And like, I remember grappling when I was a teenager and I remember grappling when I turned about 23, there is just a huge difference in your natural strength level, just from like being a man that vitamin T got longer to soak in. And I just remember, cause I've always been kind of a small, unathletic, non-assuming guy. 
But like you get about 23 and he's like, oh man, jujitsu feels a lot easier now than it did when I was 16 years old. Like going against all these men because you're a man now. And then I feel like uh, when he gets into that full grown body or any of the, the younger grapplers, like the Rotolo, you know, twins, right. like, good, good luck beating those yeah. guys once they get into like men bodies. But Noah, it's so impressive what he's doing at such a young age. Yeah, the Rotolo, especially when they start doing that, uh, that Atos Asai. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> they get on that. I mean, they're already. You could just tell their frames could hold so much more weight than they're holding. You could just tell by the ways their shoulders and hands are shaped. They're going to be huge. I think they're going to be, like, naturally, like, 215 pounds walking around just probably. I, 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 I didn't see Noah even breathing heavy, which is crazy. He wasn't. I don't even think he opened his mouth. I think all that no. was nose breathing. No, I think, I think, honest to God, I think he took five breaths in season one. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Jeff actually mentioned he always breathes through his nose. He yeah, never I, breathes through his mouth. Have you ever heard him talk? I haven't. Well, because he's he speaks so so you know he's saving lightly. his breath. No, no, no. Have you heard him talk? No. Okay. What about you? Yes, uh, I take it back. Yes, I have because I actually went up to him uh, at the f- season one finals. Oh, you were paying child support? Yeah. I was paying child support for my adopted child. Yeah. <laughs> went out, said hey, shook his hand, you know, told him that we rooted for him all through season one. No, no, you rooted for him every I day. Did. I did. I, every single episode. Every I, time we did fantasy, you picked him in all five spots. He was always the first one I had locked in, and then y'all would never let me keep him. <laughs> y'all are good at fantasy. I, I thought through some of my picks, too, and um, like, God, y'all, all y'all were so close to the top. And uh, and Eggheads, uh, I would always feel like a cheater because I'm I'm reading Eggheads blog or like post about <laughs> it to get some insight. And I'm like, I'm like, I was thinking it one way. I'm like, damn it, he's kind of right. I think mm-hmm. that like that might go that way. And I'm changing my own opinion on the match. And I've rolled with some of the guys. Hey, like, hey uh, ask ask him how 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 the fantasy went this year and last year. <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> Collusion. A hundred percent. Listen, before we go, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, like on social media, your the school that you train at, how they can get in touch with you if they want to do a seminar, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, JL Roberts, Jonathan Roberts on Facebook, um, JL Roberts on Twitter. I don't really use that that much outside of looking at stuff. If you want to just get a hold of me, slide my DMs on Facebook and or Instagram. Slide in those DMs and just hit me up. Always more than welcome to train at any open mats um, at SBG in Birmingham. Also train over at Iron Club with, uh, with the Elkins Bros sometimes. And uh, always down to roll, train, seminars, whatever y'all want to do. I'm training every day. Please come and find me. I love rolling new people, love meeting new people in the sport. And I really appreciate you guys having me on this podcast. Probably more entertaining, better looking, and funnier grapplers than me. But I appreciate the time. I, I, I don't know about grapplers, man. Listen, I do I do an open mat like every every two months. And every time I go, I leave with a new injury. So I'm I'm just I, I, I'm just look. I just, I just, you know, I just watch it and talk about it. That's it. I, I, I know that. I'm not going to make it to the next level. That's fine. I'm good with it. Those who can't talk shit. That's right. <laughs> Guys, any final thoughts before we go? No. Can't wait for... Uh, I think this is going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be great. All right, Drum guys. Look forward to the other segments, guys. I'll see you guys. All right, hang, you out, guys. H- hang out for a minute. Hold on. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was episode one of the PGF Insider. And uh, we'll catch you next week. 
Peace. Peace.